The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another session here at the Kick Pod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, as well as discussing and highlighting certain martial arts based subjects. And as always, also highlighting certain television and movie actors, as well as well-recognized martial artists from around the world. All right, so before I get on to my episode, I mean, I want to try to um, let you in on a couple things happening this week. For one, um, for those um, who are in the, are sports fans of football, uh, of course, my hometown team is making a, has been making an impact this um, this football season, as um, the Buffalo Bills are at the are almost should I say where they made it to. The AFC Championship game, which they'll be going against uh, the um, Cleve, the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend, or should I say this uh, Monday coming up, and um, of course, um, it's been let's just say it's been almost <laughs> probably almost like should I say almost thirty years since they made it to the Super Bowl, of course, and that it's been twenty five years since they actually became the the Regent the AFC East champions. Well, definitely that's been a, for a long time, but um, I'm looking forward to them probably make it to Super Bowl. I mean, I can't, well, we can't make any promises, but um, of course they're going against the Kansas City, the Kansas City. Of course, um, they're, of course, their opposition, <coughs> opposition in the Super Bowl likely could be the Green Bay Packers. In which they, um, it's been almost ten years since uh, Green Bay Packers made it to the Super Bowl. And yeah, I recall that because, um, of course, a friend of mine that was um, on that team in 2011 was um, James Starks. <clears throat> yeah, he was on that team, he number 44. If you remember, he's a running back, but um, I always remember him as um, a quarterback when I played with him in high school. But nevertheless, um. You know, miracles could happen. You know, it could end up being Green Bay Packers versus the Buffalo Bills in um, Super Bowl 55. But, you know, we'll, we never know. But until after that, eight, the championship games has happened. Right. So another thing that's been pretty much our, as a focus this week is um, the inauguration of our newly elected president, um, Joe Biden. Uh, of course, um, a lot of people that are not too keyed of Trump are probably happy that he there that he's as he's, he's leaving. Jokes throughout the week, <laughs> and even like um, talk show hosts um, talking about the um, pack up and go. Right, so, I mean, I don't know what's going to be the plan for Trump, but I mean, for any former president, they have to at least pick something. But you know, being like you know, you have like the history of the most hated presidents in the in the world, on in the United States. But you know, really, a lot of people don't think of um, you know 
George Bush and um and of course uh Bill Clinton <clears throat> like a lot of those presidents that probably didn't mu didn't make much of a um impact in uh, in the U in the U.S. history but nevertheless that's happening and of course uh, hopefully things will get back to normal and all this chaos has has gone away. Okay, so for this week's session, I'm going to highlight um, a pioneer in the martial arts world, or should I say a pioneer kickboxer, and um, his name is Benny the Jet Ukitas. Yeah, he's definitely a pioneer of the uh, in the kickboxing world, winning six different titles in five different weight classes, you know, throughout this um sport of kickboxing of course he he earned a name to jets because of his style in the kickboxing and of course he would go on to have like a almost a undefeated record pretty much going thinking from 40 49 to 58 fights and at least one loss and of course one draw and of course three no content no contest test you know but other than that other than being a kickboxer he also um has a reputation in being having movie roles most most likely movie roles with jackie chan and also um having roles as um playing a henchman in certain movies okay, so i might get back to that later okay so and also yeah i also had an opportunity to take a seminar with um Benny Benjedekitis over at um our during our convention, uh, so let's go. Let's start off in the beginning. Like what? Who was Benjedekitis before he was the top? Was D Benjedekitis? I mean, we're just going we're going to take the the out of there and just talk about who was Benjedekitis. All right. So basically. Benny Kines was born in June 20th, 1952 in Tarzania, California. So you're looking at almost the Los Angeles area. So usually you have a surrounding area in Los Angeles. And um, yeah, so Tarzania, you know, sounds like, you know, it's like out in the middle of nowhere. But nevertheless, that's where he was born. And he was born to a wrestler wrestling mother and a boxing father um i don't know if it's like amateur wrestling or professional professional i don't know if they were amateur athletes or professional athletes but you know it's you looking at probably there were in the 1930 well if ben was born in 1952 so you're looking at probably in the the 40s or 30s that there were there were in doing professional well really if you think about it professional wrestling probably wasn't probably as big as it was now and then of course boxing you know boxing was probably a big thing you know you had your um joe lewis um uh, jack jack dempsey I don't know. I don't know. Pretty much, only thing I, only person I would know, probably in that era, is Joe Lewis, because he was like a pioneer boxer. I mean, really, a um, African American boxer, or should I say, black boxer? I can't say African American, just black boxer. 
right? So there's no telling what type of boxer um, Ben's father was, right? So just think about it. When you have athletic parents, no question you'll have that athletic um, ability in you. I mean, for me, my father was a star football player in high school. And, um, of course, he went on to go into serving in the Army. And, of course, that's, I guess I got to have that um, sort of a ability in me. And, of course, my mother didn't play much sports, but she was a cheerleader. And yet, um, I wonder why I have that ability to do do backflips and stuff but you know i used to do backflips i mean i probably still can but you know i haven't trained in a while but nevertheless um you know your parents have that athletic gene in them you know no question you'll have that same of course my brother went went on to uh, be a, a star football player and do track you know i do the same i went went on to of course played four years of high school football you know, I wasn't always the goodest. I wasn't always the best. I wasn't always the best in the world. But, you know, I played. You know, I was out there. You know, one trophy. That's good enough for me. And, of course, uh, I went on to do track and field. All right, so, basically, I did, like, field. Because I was a shot putter and discus thrower. And yet, I was... um got first place in a couple meets and one in particular um i got a fourth place in in a in the niagara frontier league uh, championships all right we usually call it the nfl but not mistaken for the national football league but that was the national frontier league i've got fourth place in shot put so at least makes me makes me accomplish something i mean i mean i'm not uh not going front about that right but in any way, that's how you see it. You're you're in an athletic family. No question, you'll be athletic. All right. So of course, that's pretty much the early life of Ben Akitas. He has athletic athletic um, parents, but and that's and it wasn't and it wasn't until he was five years old that he competed in pee wee boxing and wrestling in 1958. Hey, so. Yeah, just as parents get them started in something athletic, you know, it's always best to start them young. You know, for me, I didn't start karate until like 11 or 12. So, I mean, my parents, my parents, or unfortunately, my mother didn't force me to do much. But, you know, I was always into martial arts because I <clears throat> grew up watching it. And, you know, and she didn't know how to get me started. So, in that case, I got started pretty much before... Pretty much before I entered um, middle school, I was like pretty much the last two years of um, grade school. You know, I started doing martial arts and then I went on to like really progress. And, you know, I've been doing this ever since. And now you're looking at almost 25 years I've been doing martial arts, you know, and I don't want to stop. I'm on a verge of getting my master rank. All right. So, yeah, with um, Benny starting with... Um, sports now at least gets his boost to like go on to anything else so and it would go and and definitely that would boost his martial arts journey as um at the age of summer at age of seven he started training under the late um bill the uh, ryusaka yusaki a pioneer of temple i mean he even trained with he even trained with the late ed parker senior um, I mean, of course, 
this would that he would train right up to train up to right up to he get his um black belt his first black belt at the age of 14 so roughly you're looking at you started at 70 years old and you're looking at almost six to seven years of training that he did in Kempo. so like a lot of people of course uh a lot of people would just say this this is going back to what i was saying about um like mcdojos like getting your black belt within a year but yet in benny's case he trained from seven years old to 14 to get his first degree black belt you know for me it was like i started training from 11 to i started training from 11 to 18 to get my black belt you know i got my black belt at at 18 so really so roughly that was the same length as um me same length that me and um ben did so he did like a seven year length. I did almost a seven year length. So that's what working hard, fucking hard does. All right. So that's, and also just to kind of think about it, I almost thought, forget, forgot about his brother and sister, his um sister, Lily, Lily, um, <clears throat> sorry, sister Lily, Lily and um, his late um, brother Ruben were martial artists. And of course, uh, Lily would um, go on to kickboxing, and yet um, uh, Ruben and Ben would just um, were pioneers in martial art. Well, pioneers in um, traditional martial arts. Okay, so definitely, when you, likely if you got siblings, you're gonna have it's gonna be competitive. You're gonna you're always compete against each other, always wanting to be the top sibling, you know. But you know, yeah, some families you are, you want to try to prove prove yourself dominant, and um, yeah, that's how some families are. But you know, it shouldn't have to be like that. You know, your siblings, you're, you know, it shouldn't be competition. You know, you're helping people out, you're helping each other out. You know, rather who's more successful than the other, then you gotta really try to really try to help people out, right? All right, now kind of let's go into the career of Benny of Benny Akitas. All right, so this is how his career started. You know, after he um, accomplished getting his black belt. So I'm saying, if he started in 19, he started in in the 19. Well, let's say he started training in the 1960s, and of course, uh, let's say he didn't get in the spar. Well, let me. Let me rewind this, okay? All right, so I get myself breathe. Hi, you know that's the thing about me. You know when I get in the moments, you know I get so intense, I go crazy, and I end up talking funny. But you know it's always best to slow down and kind of think about what you gotta say. So in this case, you know you have Benny training at the age of summer seven, and um, of course he gets his black belt. In seven years, so you're looking at probably 19, like 67 or nine, yeah, 1967, that um he got his um he got his black belt, but it wasn't until he got into point sparring at um in 1964. So really, it's like he was pretty much he was four years in his um martial arts training. So definitely, that's where you got to start getting his reputation as a fighter. 
Okay. And then he would later compete in other um, certain um, martial arts competitions like the Long Beach International Karate Championship in 1973. So this is pretty much after he got his black belt. So and then he would fight people like um, uh, John Navida in a non-contact bout in which it would went on to to and through a 25 point overtime match so this is probably one of um makita's biggest um biggest um matches probably of all time like when he started and of course it went on to 25 point overtime and then of course benny lost by one point right or should i say he lost by split decision right so really that's pretty much that was like the start of um or should I say the rise of um of his career where he would go the distance with some a, a top fighter all right and then that would probably give you the boost to really try to train harder to to really win next time and of course yeah he would continue to compete going against fighters like Joe Lewis and competing as a member of um Ed Parker's 1974 US te team in different parts of the world Hey, so yeah, so let's face it. You have a reputation as a fighter. Why not go further? Like go into other competitions, fight the top people, and even be part of a team. Hey, so really, if you think about it, if you're a part of Ed Parker's team, you think of um, the movie. Yeah, just kind of going back to what I was discussing about best of the best. I mean, yeah, you have certain talents, you know, and yeah, I mean, you can say you're as good as you are individually but you know how can you be good as a team member there is you no know, most people are not people are like likely to be on teams but you know that's gonna boost your reputation even more if you're a team player all right so that's something just to analyze and during basically during the same year of in 1974 you know he would go approach a different um type of competition one in particular would be the um, the World Series of Martial, the World City versus the World Series of Martial Arts Championship. Yeah, Mar yeah, that's what it's called, the the WS uh, M M A C, and of course it was. Let's just say it was similar to MMA. It was almost MMA style martial arts competition, and roughly two day. It's a two day competition. Which means, of course, the first day you pretty much have to qualify. Alright, so in this case, you qualify for day number two, which would end up being you would be 16 finalists fighting probably in a tournament type circuit. Alright, so in this case, Akitas was um, among those 16 finalists and he would compete and make it to the finals. And his final final competitor, or should I say his opposition, was um, uh, Dana Goodson. I mean, not to not to com not, not to confuse it with um, the owner of UFC. So he would defeat him, going on to being a lightweight and openweight world champion. And this would go on from 1974 to 1976. So roughly. You're looking at almost three years 
or almost, yeah. Yeah, he would go on for three years being a champion. Hey, so man, that's that was was probably the start of his accomplishment. So, so why would so Penny would think about it? So why stop here when I could go on further? So definitely he would go on to go compete in various kickboxing organizations over the next two decades. So you're looking at probably around the 70s to almost the 80s that he was um, that he would, would compete in certain fighting. Right, so yeah, and of course he would um, yeah he would go against certain mark. Well, he would go on to compete against no not only top um, kickboxers, but he would go on to go against even professional wrestlers one particular is um a japanese a top japanese wrestler a pioneer of professional wrestling is um, antonio in inoki yeah i hope i said that right you know most japanese you know you antonio inoki that's and then he would amass a record of 58 fights with no losses so that Somebody that has an undefeated record would have a reputation. Well, likely when they begin fighting, and then it would go on to, then go on to, uh, of course they would go on to somebody that's better and they lose. Okay. So that was some, and you know, there's also certain fights that were um, no declare no contests. I mean, I guess I think there's one in particular that. Uh, he um fought, fought a certain fighter and um I think he got disqualified and um and of course um a certain um organization kind of reversed that because um it was, I guess it was said that the fighter the the disqualifying referee was um the trainer of the 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 fighter that um that um got um got beat down by um Benny Akitas, I guess I guess there was some controversy there. Alright, so just get that out the way. So definitely you got all this accomplishment happening. You get you get all that out of the way. So what will be your next goal after you accomplished something? Of course you become a black belt. You become like highly recognized in fighting what else you can do to prove your whatever goal you can do? No, you can either go further and um, compete some more or kind of slow down and go into something else. And that's why pretty much after his competing days, he um, he would go on to play roles, go into movies. And um, like I said, one in particular, he would do various martial arts movies like... Um, wheels on meals and dragon dragon forever dragons forever doing a fight scene with the legendary jackie chan and uh yeah i think i remember growing up um watching jackie one of jackie chan scenes um yeah meal wheels on meals yeah he was did a, like a wonderful scene where um he was like benny was getting the best of jackie chan like really beating him up and then of course of course, Jackie Chan gets that hot comeback, and um, I think there was like a scene where he uh knocks Akitas out of the window, and of course he catches him, 
and he doesn't it doesn't make him fall hey so i think that's pretty much one and i think he did a um scene with um uh sam samuel samuel hong yeah i think he did that a scene too you know mostly jackie chan and samuel hong were like pioneers of um um, certain movies or certain like um, 80s movies, you know, those um, dubbed, those dubbed movies like, you know, they were made in China or Hong Kong. And then, of course, when they get to the U.S., they're dubbed. Hey. So, yeah, other than that, other than having movie roles, he would also serve as a fight and stunt coordinator for certain films. Like um, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze and the movie, and a movie adaptation of the video game Street Fighter. Right, so yeah, I mean, really, but think about it. If you have like that, um, like that martial arts background, why not be, uh, a, like stunt or a fighter stunt coordinator? I mean, really, you have that ability. I mean. That could be something I could do, like, since I've um, been on the demo team, you know, I know about uh, choreography, like something like that. And I could prove I could be a stunt coordinator. And plus, um, with my um, back wrestling background, I would know how to do a scene. So really, there's just a lot of things I can do for myself, you know. Aside of having a reputation, well, definitely aside of having a reputation of a fighter, an actor, he has also trained in various styles of martial arts, such as judo, you know, ka, man, I got to make sure I say this right. So you got kachuken, 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 So I don't know if that's how you say it. And then you got Shotokan, Taekwondo, La, La, Lem, Limba, Lama, Lima Lamba. All I know is uh, Polynesian martial arts style and of course you got the white crane kung fu jujitsu aikido and of course american kempo all right so definitely american kempo could be like his um main style because that's how he started he got his first black belt and then after that he would go and then let's say what would you what would you do if you after you accomplish all those you have those accomplishments you got Accomplishments as a fighter, a movie actor, and a trained martial artist. Right? What would you do? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, you would go on to open up your own business or open up your own martial artist. So, it would go on to him being the founder of. Um, let's see if I can say this right. Uh, you no. Know, Ukid. Yeah, you got the Ukid Kidoken Karate. So. Looking at this, um, I think he either trains traditional martial arts and trained kickboxing. So, yeah. So why not try to boost your reputation as a kickboxer and train other people in the same style? And, of course, he would go on to open his own gym in North Hollywood up until 2007. And then, of course, this is where things get interesting for people, for martial arts that want to trained to be actors or trained to are trained to be stunt people all right so it would be until 2000 or 2000 
that him and um in in Mel Falcus would be the founders of the Los Angeles Film Fighting Institute Institute. So they will train martial arts to be stunt people. And I, I know Jackie Chan has like a, a stunt, a stunt um, team. Yeah, because, you know, he, Jackie Chan done his own stunts. And, um, of course, um, but of course, you know, sadly, I wish he could still do a stunt. But, you know, all the all that stunt took a toll on him. And, you know, he had, of course, he had a lot of injuries, you know, for a man that's um, had a lot of injuries. It's basically a cyborg. But nevertheless, Jackie Chan has that. You know, he would train people to be his, be in his movies doing stunts, which is excellent. All right, so, of course, aside all of that, he's, of course, he's still active today. Like I said before, you know, he teaches, he teaches seminars or he would teach privately. You know, like I said, I did a seminar with him, with him in Vegas like back um in 2019 before this pandemic kind of hit down you know kind of well you know the way i was, was trained to fight was let's just say it was a game changer when i took um his seminar you know my of course my way that i would fight was um e not equivalent to how akita's fights you know really just compared to how i would throw a hook he would throw a hook differently so this is how the way I look at, but you know, it's kind of, yeah, like I said, the game changer is kind of get you thinking of like how to really, how to fight next time when you're, tr when you're training, but nevertheless, um, it was, um, something else. Yeah. Just getting the train with somebody and must have say no doubt. I mean, Benny would probably still kill me if I was to fight him. You know, anybody that tries to fight somebody with a reputation already is, is going to be in for a surprise. So likely it's likely. I mean, I wouldn't be that type of person that would, would want to fight Ben right now. I mean, I think he's pretty much in the 60s right now. If you think about it, I mean, right now, let's say, I mean, my father was born in 55. Well, yeah, he probably yeah he's probably in his late sixties right now, if you think about it. Yeah, and uh, you know that's something really interesting. All right, so okay, so that's pretty much um the highlighting the career and life of um Benny Benny the Jet Akitas, and you know this is what I'm gonna start doing, trying to highlighting certain martial artists that made an impact in the martial arts world. And pioneered in um, certain martial arts styles. Right, so, and just hoping that this could be a good week for us Bills fans. And hopefully the Bills can really make it to the finals and make it to the Super Bowl. At least make it to the Super Bowl. If they don't win the Super Bowl, you know, that's, I mean, that could be all right. At least they made an impact. I mean, that's one thing they haven't done in almost 30 years, especially, especially when Jim Kelly was um, Jim Kelly was the quarterback. Right? OK, so that does it with my session here at the Kickbot Dojo. All right. So make sure you tune in to the, this episode as well as um, previous episode on the BICBPRadio.com as well as 
Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kickpot Dojo. This is your <clears throat> sensei bowing you out. Should we tell the people about our new show? Our new show? Yes. Not Back Issues. Not Harley Awesome. No. This is Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Hey, man. We just can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Never gonna stop. That's right. We're back. BICBP-radio.com. They should go listen to it right now. They really should. Where can they listen to it? BICBP-radio.com. BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Stop, stop till they drop That's right That's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony On Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop At BICBP-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Chris, I think we should stop with the commercial Alright